Hey guys, today we are talking about the will of God, how to find the will of God, if we're in the will of God. Uh, if you're curious about anything about the will of God, we're talking about it. Church. Family. Theology. News. Entertainment. Evangelism. If it's Christian, then we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Mike Charleston Podcast. This is Mike Charleston, and I'm with Sarah, my wife. And Larry is joining us again uh, this week. Larry, what are you doing? Yeah, it was a little delayed there. We're working on that delay. So Larry's back with a, as after a four week uh, probation time, he had to, he got in trouble. So yeah, we had to put him on the, the shelf. No, we, we did that four seasons, the, the, the four episodes of Seasons of Life. And if you haven't seen that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to them, watch them. Uh, I think they were really fun to do. But today we're going to be talking about the will of God for your life. Now, this is not like for, for Larry's life or for my life, it's for your life. So we're going to talk about the will of God, but before we do that, we're going to catch up a little bit on what was going on, and once again, we have a boring life, don't you? I wouldn't call it boring. Yeah, I don't know if Larry has a boring life, but um, but anyway, we went out to eat one day. I went to go price a house out, out of town, and we went to eat lunch together, and we went out, sat outside at the patio, and there was a big TV screen. And it had the Olympics on, the Winter Olympics. And on it was curling. Something I have never seen in my life. She had never seen in the whole of her life, I curling. Didn't, didn't know what it was. Wow. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen curling before. And it's it was interesting. And we so we watched a little bit. And I was actually impressed how, how good these people were. And uh, except that you didn't really know what gets them points or yeah, it, it was silent. So they had the, the audio off and so it was just a TV screen. And so we had to figure out what was going on. And that could be funny <laughs> because we had no idea what was going on. And uh, it was the Swedish, Swedish team versus China, right? Right. And uh, they were going back and forth and it was like, oh, they look like they're happy. So I guess they scored or something. And I think the Swedes won. They did. Right. I think it was five to two. Or yeah, but it was an interesting sport. I don't know what you thought because was, you have never seen it before in your life. It was interesting for sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I find it odd that that many people would be interested enough to watch something like that. And there but, we were um, watching it. There we were. Yep. <laughs> so Larry, you have seen curling before, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. What did you think of curling? It looks like shuffleboard for northerners shuffleboard <laughs> or <laughs> shuffleboard on ice that's that's pretty much is big it, it was kind of a mix of shuffleboard and darts right but darts. well kind of you got the oh, big target. You got the target i don't or know bowling how, I, sure I, yeah yeah I, I don't know what shuffleboard is really um i'm not 80 yet so i haven't played that one uh but I've seen it. So, yes, it was like a mix. It was very slow. If it was shuffleboard, well, it's kind of quick. I heard uh, curling, it's sweeping the nation. It is sweeping the nation. Yes, that's that's funny. Well, that's what I couldn't <laughs> quite figure out was what exactly they were doing when they moved the stick, broom, whatever thing that is yes. that they have. Is that to speed it up, to steer it? To I, I think don't by exactly the end know. we figured out that it was yes. to speed it up and to steer it. Somewhat. But sometimes it was going so fast. Why would they want to speed it up? 
because they didn't. I don't think they. Whenever they really threw it, I don't think they sped it up anymore. Okay, maybe not. But mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what we figured out. That anytime they were scrubbing really hard, it yeah. was uh, to speed it up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. It looked ridiculous, honestly. It was an interesting sport to watch for the first time. I, I've watched it here and there, you know, just seen it. But we don't sit there and watch the Olympics, but it was just on. It's an odd sport. But it, uh, it was quite Then we odd. came home and watched more. We, we, we looked up yeah. on the internet and showed our kids what curling was. And they were like, okay, why, why are people watching this? And I'm like, I, I don't know, actually. So... Well, when you live in the frozen north, what else are you going to do? I mean, well, make up games on the ice. Well, yeah, yeah, you could play hockey. You can go bobsledding. You can go skiing. You, there's a lot of outdoor activities that you can do. But this one, uh, I just like, I, I, don't, I don't know the, con like, I don't know what happened one day when, you know, Pierre was out there on the ice in, in the French Canada, you know, French Canadian over there, Pierre, and he looked to, uh, uh, Patrice over there and said, hey, how about we take this rock and throw it on the ice and uh, let's see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what the point was for that, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And they're like, let's call it curling. And I figured, I, I, I think I understand why they call it curling. Why? Because <laughs> if you're watching, they have to try to curl the rock into a spot. And they actually curl it a little. It's like a curve. So they could call it curving, but then they said, how about we call it curling instead? That's my guess. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up because, I mean, it would make sense. A lot of times they did curl it around their other ones, yeah. which was interesting because they would take, they would be out there before the person's going to go throw the rock. And right. it's like they would point. All right. It seems like we're going to go right here. And We and are calling it a rock, but we have no clue what it's actually called. I don't called. know what it is. This <laughs> <laughs> little round disc that is big yes i don't know what it was right all but. these people who actually know know uh what this is are probably laughing at us right now but probably. you know what yeah. i looking at our stats for our podcast not too many canadians are listening but peter if you're listening maybe you can email us and explain us what that is <laughs> but uh he may not even watch curling <laughs> So anyway, that was that was our big excitement for the no. week was watching curling. So obviously, we've had a very exciting time. Uh, actually, we did have. I don't know if we mentioned it on last podcast. What were you going to say? I just say we did also have a work day and cleaned out the garage again. Oh, yes, it's amazing we did. how much stuff you can accumulate and how yeah. Yeah, we needed to clean that out. We're trying to get ready for your brother's wedding at our house, and that's crazy. It sounds crazy. But I think there's only going to be like 25, 30 people. Something like that. It'll so, be small. Yeah. Watch there be like 80 people that show up. <laughs> and uh, then we won't know what to do. But we're trying to clean out the warehouse and the garage and get that ready. Um, if we clean that out, then we might be able to actually start building our studio so Joshua doesn't have to keep rebuilding this every every Friday and then right. tear it down and then rebuild it and tear it down. And so hopefully we can we can get that thing going so we can just leave everything up. And we're, we're kind of lazy, so maybe not. But anyway, anything exciting going for on with you, Larry? Kind of. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, today I ordered the stuff to do the the countertops right. in the kitchen. Wow. That's very so exciting. We're gonna do we're gonna do concrete countertops. Yep, so in the kitchen. I ordered all the stuff today. Yep. Wow. Yep, in the kitchen. Are you gonna Hopefully, stain them? Yes, we are. Okay. It'll be black. Oh. Wow. Cool. So, 
Yeah, hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll have actually real countertops. That's right. Instead of that plywood, be weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been plywood for I don't know, close to a year. Right. Wow. Right. It's yeah. getting there. And and one other getting note, we'll, we'll we'll throw this out there before we get out of this segment, is that someone emailed me today, or not today, but I, I got the email this week, and he was trying to ask about my previous email that he sent me. Like I guess he was harsh. And he didn't want to be too harsh. And uh, so he was wanted to apologize a little bit. But I never got that first one, which made me go back and look at our Uh-oh. website and the, the submission button. So if you go to the website and then actually fill out the thing and then send, a, send it in, we're probably not getting it. So if you have done that, we've probably never gotten your email. So once again, it's talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. There is a link on the website, but we're working on that. And hopefully by the time this gets out, we will have fixed that. And then you can actually use that link. But there is a, on the, on the contact us, there is the talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. You can just hit that and then it opens up your email thing. But right now I filled out a couple of them, sent them off, and I have no idea where they went. So uh, we're working on that. But so if that's, if that's you, Caleb, resend it in. I, I know you were looking for your original one. I don't have it. At least I don't think I have it. But Jeremiah will be working on it to see if he can retrieve all those. And I'll probably open up and have like 50 emails and be like, guess what next episode is? Answering 50 emails. So uh, anyway, that's, uh, we just figured that one out. So I'm, I'm very thankful that Caleb actually emailed a nasty letter because that made us figure out that that wasn't working. So thank you, Caleb. Well, that's weird because you got mine. Yes, but you probably didn't fill out the form. You probably just clicked on the thing. Oh, that's right. I went to, yeah, I went, opened up my email and then typed in. Yes. As long as you do that, you're good. Whatever it is. Right. Okay. No, you'll be, you're good if you type it in and send it in that way. It's just that, that form, once you fill out your name, your email address, and then the, the, the note, and then you hit submit, it's a problem evidently. So we're working on that. But by the time you guys hear this, it should be working and hopefully we can get your emails in. Anyway, other than that, let's go ahead and we will take a quick break and we'll be right back with the will of God. You're listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast. I wasn't sure if I was live there, Joshua, but we are back and uh, joined with my wife and Larry. Larry's back on, so uh, that is good. Larry? Yeah, there he goes. What are you doing? He is back with us. So we are talking today the will of God, the will of God for your life. And this is probably one of the biggest questions Christians ask. What is the will of God? How do we find the will of God? How do we know if we are in the will of God? This is a huge issue for a lot of Christians. So today we are going to talk about it, right? That's right. And it is something we hear all the time, especially we have older kids. And so they're... They're in that age where you're looking, well, every age you should be looking for the will of God, but they're, you know, about to make big decisions. And Absolutely. So they want to know if they're doing the right thing. That's right. That's right. So we're going to talk about it. All righty. The will of God, it is a big thing. I think it's caused a lot of confusion. So if you yeah. don't mind, I'd like to go on a little bit of a rant here All right. because 
this has been sort of an issue when I was younger. Most of the time, we think of that as it's something sort of mystical or we want something dynamic. We want to be the Apostle Paul or the Moses or something like that. And so we're looking for that. We're waiting for God to give us some special revelation when really most of what God is asking us to do is just mundane things like providing for your family, loving your wife, teaching your kids. That's what really God's will comes down to being. So there's a few verses we're going to look at. I don't know if you want me to read them. No, we'll have Sarah go ahead and read. She's a good reader. (laughs) Not that you're not a good reader, Larry, but uh, we'll go ahead. Hebrews 10.36. Better voice. Yes. All right. Hebrews 10.36 says, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. So we see here that we receive a promise after we have done the will of God, right? Well, then I guess I want to do the will of God. Yeah, we want, so we I want, want the to, promise. Right. So this is why it is important. It, it is filled, the scripture is filled with the will of God, and everyone wants the perfect will of God. And we've actually come up with terms, you know, different groups of people have come up with different terms for the will of God. And this is, this is Larry was exactly right, that we, we make this so mystical but as we find out, as we get talking about some of these verses and we're, we get talking about this, it's actually very simple, and it's a matter of walking by faith and walking in relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. So there, that's it in a nutshell. We can just shut up and, and move on, right? <laughs> uh, no, but we got some more. We got First John 2.17. Okay, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So I think I want to abide forever. So it's important to find the will. Of, so this is an important issue. Uh, I don't. We don't. I know Larry was just saying yep. how it's a we we over spiritualize it maybe somewhat or it's very mystical, right? Uh, but it is a very very important issue. Well, can I interject here yes. for a minute? The other thing is, you, you're right. It's simple because, it, and if we're not willing to do the simple things, why would God give us something more? Right. In other words, if as a husband, if you can't love your wife, then why does he want to give you a big task like, I don't know, be a prophet or an apostle like the Apostle Paul? Right, right. If you can't do the little things. Well, and it's even something that we'll find out here in just a second that it's not even something that those people sought after. It was God just called them. Right for a very specific task. And so we got we got one more verse here uh, right before we go on here. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So he that doeth the will. So once again, it, these three verses talk about doing the will of God and inheriting the promise and right. getting into heaven. So this is a very important issue. So... Like Larry said, we make it so mystical. We make it so different. You know, like what, what are we what are we talking about here? When it's pretty simple, just read the scriptures. You can do a word search real quickly. Just type in "will of God" and you'll find a whole bunch of verses, and start there. Like you were saying, Larry, just start with loving your wife if you're married. You know, how about if you're a child? Start with obeying your parents. You know, start. The Bible is pretty clear on what it wants us to do as believers. We don't have to guess. But we want something special in our life, and it just doesn't go that way. Yeah, well, it seems like it is a really big deal, though, to know the will of God when we just read these verses, and it's like, okay, well, I do want to receive the promise. I do want to abide forever. I do want to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Right. So, I mean, I know you say it's not mystical, but it's like, okay, well, how can we know what the will of God is? 
Yeah, so this is where it, it breaks down. And like we were talking about earlier today, that when we make decisions every day, we don't even, we don't seek God's direction. Like when I'm putting on socks, do I put on wool socks? Do I put on white socks on? Do I put on black socks? Do I put on a blue shirt? Do I put on a red shirt? Now, maybe there are people who actually pray before they, they put on all those things. So we make decisions based on our worldview. And so do I need to pray uh, what color shirt I'm wearing? No, not necessarily. But my worldview will dictate what I'm about to put on. So if my worldview is from the Bible, I'm, not, I'm a Christian, so my worldview comes from God and from the Bible. Mm-hmm. If my, the, When I read in scriptures and it tells me I should be modest, and when I'm talking about modest, I'm not just talking about covering myself, but not bringing attention to myself, not, not being so bright and, and out there and flashy. flashy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does mean to cover up yourself too, but if I'm supposed to be modest and respect my fellow people around me, then I'm going to consider how I'm going to dress. So we know the will of God in that matter is to respect others, not to cause offense, not to cause people to stumble, and to be modest. So then in my decision-making, I can decide, well, I don't want to be flashy, so I don't need to dress with the current styles, and I don't need to you know, show as much flesh to, to tempt people. Um, there's not much there for me to tempt people with. But <laughs> if you have that kind of worldview and you already understand those things that God wants from you, then your, your purchases of clothing, and this is just one example, would be something very modest, something very simple, something very just common. It doesn't have to be something extravagant. Same thing with our car purchases, our house purchases. This will help our decision-making later down the line if we, if we understand the Scriptures. If we understand what God wants from us, then our decisions become easier. So right. to break it down even simpler is just that on an everyday basis, we make decisions all the time. It's only the big ones that we make a big deal about, like moving, what church do I go to? What, what's my job? Who do I marry? Those are the ones that we're really concerned about, right? Pretty much, yeah, as, as we right. probably should be. <clears throat> right, right, right. We don't ask what to wear, what to eat, uh, when to run errands. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should. I'm not saying we shouldn't do those things. Maybe we should. But honestly, we actually live through this life and, um, and make actual decisions. But most of those decisions should be based on... The Word of God. So in order to do that, we have to know the Word of God, right? right? That, that would just kind of yeah. make sense. Right. There's a, you brought up a good point. There's some things that are important to life and can affect your life, like who do you marry? Right. Or should you move? Should you stay where you're at? Those are big decisions. Um, some of them may not really have to do with God's will. In other words, God may not really care and if you're married, I know there was a teaching before about, you know, you marry God's perfect person right. for you. Right. And if you miss that, then you got his second best, <laughs> which doesn't work because then <laughs> the whole thing falls apart. It but as far as moving and stuff, ago. I think maybe God... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you want to move and it's for good reasons and you, you know, you want to maybe participate in a ministry or have an opportunity to further the gospel, then... I don't think God's going to say no to that. Well, well right. Well, I we've actually will... talked about this before, me and you, Larry, uh, which might affect some of your decisions right. here in the near future. I don't know. But uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, 
<laughs> specifically on like moving. We talked about this uh, earlier today that, okay, once again, what, is, what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible talks about being in fellowship. Fellowship right. is very important. Uh, being a part of a, a local body of Christ, uh, church members to, to, to do one another's, you kind of have to have believers around, right? Family. Yep. Family is very important. Uh, so should I just get married and move away from family and move off into Montana somewhere and not be a part of my family? Well, that's not what God would want us to do. Right. So, and it, it, like you said, is there a ministry opportunity? Is there uh, different groups of people that we can be a part of, that we can do different things? If all those things are in place, what's, what's the—I don't want to make this sound so simplistic, but do we even have to pray? Yes, we should pray, like, yes, God, is this the right timing, maybe? But is this all part of His will? Yes, it's part of His will. He wants us to be in fellowship. He wants us to do ministry. He wants us to be part of family and friends and, and uh, fellowship and all those things. He wants us to be in those things. So if that's not happening where you are, then a change of scenery. Now, where exactly? You can pray, but honestly, it's a matter of walking by faith and saying, well, this, these, you can move, you can move to Louisiana or you can move to Tennessee. You can move to Alberta, Canada, because we need some Canadian listeners, um, <laughs> you know, but you can, you can right. move just about wherever, as long as it is you know, keeping up with God's will, which is those things that we pointed out. Right. Um, you know, where do you work? What's your op- occupation? You know, all those things. The um, who do I marry? Once again, yeah. I-, I know for a fact, right. if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you're considering marrying someone who's not a believer, I can tell you that's not the will of God. How do I know yeah. that's not the will of God? No. Yeah. How, how do you? So how do you know it's not the will of God? Because you know that the Bible says we're not supposed to be unequally yoked. Right. So the so Bible easy. says some things to direct us already. So this is the problem. Larry already kind of uh, mentioned it right away off the, off the bat. We're not willing to do some of the things the Bible says, and yet yeah. we want to, the super big things out here. We want the super spiritual things. So it's like, do the basic things. We already know what God wants, but we just don't want to do them because it's too simplistic maybe. Right. One other thing maybe uh, to address is like if you're college age or you're looking to start off in a career, people are wondering, well, is this what God's will for my life is? Should I be a doctor or should I be an engineer or whatever? Sometimes I maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't think God really cares. If you have an interest in a certain field and you want to pursue it, I don't see a problem pursuing it. I don't think God has a preference per se. Right. If, if it's helping people. If you want to be a doctor. Right. He might not care specifically on the job, but once again, is it going to keep you away from your family? I remember right. me, Jeremiah and I were talking about this one day and he, I asked him like, he's really interested in uh, computer stuff. And I was asking if he wanted to go that direction. He was like, I don't know, man, the people we know in our lives that really are into computers, it seems like they have odd hours, they have to go on trips, and it seems like they it keeps them away from their family, and he didn't want to do that. And I'm like, well, there you go. That, that, that wouldn't line up with what God would want us to do, so maybe consider something else or do it differently, you know? Right. But to your point, God gives us desires. So if as long as they're not ungodly desires... And you're like, well, is it ungodly to want to be an engineer or a doctor or a nurse or whatever? 
Um, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, once again, this is where we learn to walk by faith and we make some decisions. And uh, so anyway, babe, you got a verse here you want to read, right? Yeah. Romans 12, two says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, there we go. We got the perfect will perfect of God. Perfect will of God. Well, I just, you know, you say that God <laughs> doesn't really care. So if I decide to go to college here, I decide to, you know, whatever my decisions are that God gives me desires. And, you know, as long as they line up a scripture, it's fine. I can just do it. But when you read Romans 12, 2, and it talks about the perfect will of God, it seems like there's something that I want to find and make sure I get it just right. Yeah, I can see that. You know, you want the perfect will of God. You don't want... But once again, we can go back to what do you... Do you ask what color shirt to wear? You know, that might affect something. I don't know. Do you, do you, do you talk about you know, when, to, when you're going to study, when you, when you plan out your day, does a, do a lot of us, do, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, maybe we should, but I'm just saying that uh, most of the time, this verse, uh, we talked about this earlier, and you, you said, remember what you taught, and I'm like, I don't, but then you reminded me, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I remember, the context, it took me a while, when we were going through Romans, the, the transforming of the renewing of your mind, a lot of us just like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, get the Bible in our mind. And that is true. Get the Bible in your mind, by the way. Uh, but this is verse is talking about the law and grace and how they need to transform their thinking, basically. They need to transform the way they're thinking about the law and about grace. And they need to go from here to there. And they need to, uh, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable perfect will of God. And the perfect will right. of God is in grace. That is no longer in the law. But um, but we do have the perfect will, and we all want to join in the perfect will, right? Right. So anyway, right. so what's this little note? I'm trying to—you had the actually, basic will of God 101, and Larry, you have an actually. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you could maybe say there's three different types of wills. There's the good will, the acceptable, and the perfect. The, because yeah. that's all in if the Bible. If you want to take the verse out of context. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> well, if you're a Calvinist, you have all kinds of wills, and they're just, they make up their own terms, and other, right. other church groups, I don't want to pick on the Calvinists, but there's other groups that they make up different kinds of wills, because uh, thing, you know, cause we, we'll cover this verse later on, uh, but God's will doesn't always get done. That is the, the weird part about all this. Right. He wills things that don't get done. So how do we reconcile that? Well, we make up new terms, and this is his perfect will, and this is his His permissive will, and his other kind of will. But what what is this you wanted to say, babe? Okay, well, this is just in a general sense that the will that God has for all of us is very basic, and it's just that we're supposed to love God and love people. Love God and love people. I don't even know who sings that, but my kids know yeah. that. Um, yeah, love God and love people. If you can do that, you're doing pretty good. Um, that is the will of God: is to love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, I was going to say real quick, loving God is a bit easier than sometimes loving people. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway. Okay, so Matthew 22, 37, 40. It says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Absolutely. So this next point, uh, we're not going to make a lot of fans on this one, Larry. 
Well, so yeah, this is yeah, this is no. where you like to go off a little bit. I think we already touched on it. A little <laughs> bit, yes, but uh, why don't you go ahead and say that part, babe, and so I don't get in trouble. I okay. can blame it on you. Well, so that was the will of God in the general <laughs> sense. We're supposed to love God and love people, but what about God's will for me specifically? Because I'm just a nobody We're trying to tell everybody Yeah, yeah, we're just, we're, uh, you know, we're just not that special. Uh, we are all special and God has a plan. You know, this is, this is the, the phrase that you hear. God has a special plan for your life. Yes, he does. Right. He wants you to be born again. That's, that's his special plan for you. He that's wants to redeem you. That's his plan. But here's the interesting thing. As we were reading about some of these people that the Bible only has a handful of people that had very specific calls on their life to do very specific things. People like Moses, Abraham, Noah, David, the prophets, Paul, Christ right. even. Right. Um, now, here's the interesting part. None of those people got in their prayer closet and said, God, what is the will for my life? God found them because they were either doing something they weren't supposed to, like Paul, (laughs) but knew that he could use someone like Paul, or he used people like Abraham, not because of anything that Abraham was doing. He just found grace in the, the sight of God, and he said, hey, I want you to do something. Moses, I want you to do something for me. David, I'm going to call you because I know that you're going to do something for me. And so very few people in this world. Now, maybe you are one of those few people that have a very specific calling on your life. But for the most part, we're just nobodies. We're, we're just Christians here on the face of the earth trying to love God and love our neighbor. And in the process, God puts things on our hearts. We should love our neighbor. And loving our neighbor uh, looks out to reach out to the widows and orphans. That's part of the will of God. Right. Do we do that as a church? No. We neglect the widows and orphans. Do we reach out to the lost? No. We hardly ever reach out to the lost. So some of these things are so basic that we don't even have to pray about. Like, do I need to pray about reaching the lost? No. You should do it. Now, should you pray about how to do it? Sure. There's different ways on, on how you can accomplish this. But, you know, just to have a specific thing. I know you mentioned this, Larry. Did you want to piggyback on that one a little bit? I did, because... In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, and it says, And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, mm-hmm. that ye may walk honestly towards them that are without, right. and that ye may have lack of nothing. Right. Basically, God wants us to raise our families, work, provide, love our wives, train our children, and be a witness to Him. Well, that doesn't mean we shouldn't pray, though, right? Right. I mean... Prayer is part of it. Right. But I think sometimes we're so focused on the specifics that we we should know those already. It's maybe some of the, okay, like, how do I do this? I need help. Send someone to help me, Lord, or help me do this. You know, I, don't, I don't know how to do this. Um, right. <laughs> you know, so we, we, know, we can read in Scripture what His wills are, some of the wills. Um, God had specific wills for those just mentioned as he also had specific will for Jesus when he sent him to the earth. You have a couple verses there, babe. You want to read this? Luke twenty-two forty-two, Saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Yeah, so Father. Larry, this is an interesting passage. Uh, do you want to make a comment on this one before I, I do? I'll give you a chance to take it from me. Well, 
It reminds me of the other one that where uh, it says that God is not willing that any should perish. Yep, yep. But that all should come to repentance. I mean, there are some things that God wills, but it doesn't get done. Right, right. This is, I think, one of them. Well, this one, what fascinates me about I mean, if, this and one... It, think about it. Is that, um, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, we should call this like part in the interruption. No, I, <laughs> I think that's already taken. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. If, uh, if, G, if God would have removed the cup from Jesus, then we would still be lost. Absolutely. No hope. So he needed to bear that cup. Now, here's the interesting part. He says, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus had his own will. Yeah. But he submitted to the Father. Yeah. Now that is interesting. Now, a lot of people don't even consider this, and they're like, "Oh, blasphemy!" But the the Trinity, the Godhead, you know, there's the Father and the Son, and they actually had two different wills. The, the Jesus did not want to go through this, but for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And yet he said, not my will, but your will be done. That should be our attitude. Christ is our example. We're yeah. going through Philippians right now is in a Bible study, and we're realizing that his example is, he, he came for an example for us. So we, we, we go through his example. He humbled himself, so we humble ourselves. And his obedience to do what God wants is ours, where sometimes my will is to be selfish or to do what I want to do. And it's like, no, you should do what the Father wants. And so not my will, but your will be done should be our attitude. Um, John six thirty eight. Okay. And verse 40. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And then 40 says, and this is the will of him that sent me that every one which seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Yes. So here we have the same thing. Basically, I, he's come down to do his will right. and we can say what we just said, but we're not going to. So <laughs> we could. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Too bad there wasn't a book, you know, that would give us a purpose to drive our life by. Hey, um, maybe you know. I, uh, how about the purpose driven life? How about we do that? I'll, I'll write a book about that. The purpose, oh, uh, yeah. you know, you have a purpose <laughs> yeah. in your life. And uh, uh, is that one already taken? Oh, man. Uh, never read it. Isn't that how you find God's will? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> God has a wonderful plan for your life. Yeah. That's always a way to witness to someone and it doesn't work. How would that uh, sell in like the first century? Be a Christian. God has a wonderful plan for your life. I don't as know. Being that, thrown to yeah, the lions. I know, right? That's it. <laughs> well, is this his plan? <laughs> Meat for the. Yeah, for it doesn't the lions? sound too wonderful. <laughs> no, no. His plan is very simple, and that is us to come to repentance and to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is, that's a simple plan, and I know that's oversimple, and people are probably not going to like this. They're like, but I. One to be special. And look, everyone, you are special. In God's eyes, you are special. But in life, just go out and do uh, whatever. So well, that's the thing. We're not all Moses or Paul or Jesus or any of those special people. We're just believers in Jesus. And, and we know that God's working and he has a plan. <clears throat> and so basically, we can be part of what he's doing or we could sit around and try to figure out what his great plan is for my life, but maybe he doesn't have a specific plan for my life. He has a big plan that we could choose to be part of. Right. So we're going to take a little break right here, and then when we come back, we're going to give you a number of things, about five different things, eight different things here 
where we know the will of God, and this hopefully will really change your life, where you don't have, you can change the directions of your prayers, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, we still want to know the will of God. Well, read the scriptures, that will help, but we still want some, some personal direction. Well, let's talk about that when we come back. The Mike Charleston Podcast. The Mike Charleston Podcast. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you want to be a part of the show, go ahead and email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. That is talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. Leave us a comment, a question, whatever you want to do. Uh, Please participate with the show. Thank you. We are back, and we are talking the will of God, and so, so there, there are simple things. As we got done talking out of the last segment, that you're just a nobody and nothing special. And look, we're all special, and we all are lovers of God, and we want to do what's right. And I think that's why we take this seriously because we want we don't want to make big mistakes, especially on things like marriage. Uh, if we're to move, and we should take those things very seriously. Um, but here's a big help if we understand what the scriptures say about the will of God. And we have about, we got five things here we want to talk about, and then a couple others. Um, number one is our sanctification. That is the will of God. If we look up 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, this, uh, is that the Bible verse right there? Yeah. Okay. It says, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. I don't have to pray about that. That is something that the Bible says. I know that that is the will of God. Right, Larry? This is something simple. That's absolutely right. Yep. So this is... Straightforward. That is the will of God. Our sanctification, uh, abstain from fornication. Uh, Okay, so... Once again, it was, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier, that I'm married to my wife, and if I was attracted to another woman, and I, I go to a church and I'm like, man, I'm confused, should I, should I pursue this relationship? Now, most people are going to be like, well, no, you're married. Well, why do we know that? Because the scriptures talk about it, and we know that's the will of God, is not to, to leave your, your wife and go chase this one. That's the will of God. So that's what I'm talking about. Once you know the Bible, your decisions make it a little bit easier to make when you... I sounded like Yoda there. I got it backward there. Um, But it makes it a little bit easier when you know the Bible. So uh, what about number two? Another part of the will of God uh, is giving thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Wow. How simple is that, Larry? That's very simple. And, you know, it's hard to be selfish, and I would say also depressed right? when you're thankful. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this at church recently. When you're worshiping God, and I'm not just talking about singing, but that is when you're praising God, when you're lifting Him up, uh, when you're praying, when you're thankful, it's hard to be sad. It really is. Yeah. It's hard to be bitter. It's hard to be right. those things. Yeah. So that's part of the will of God is to be thankful. So, so far we have sanctification, be thankful. And the third one here is what Larry pointed out earlier. So maybe, Larry, you want to go ahead and do this one. All right, that none should perish. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but in long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, 
but that all should come to repentance. Right. That was what you were referring to earlier. That's God's will. Yep. That his will, he doesn't want any to perish. This is this is what something we know. And this is one reason why we evangelize. This is why we send missionaries out. This is a, we, we know that this is God's will. Now, this is a fascinating thing. His will is not being done on earth right now in this regard. People are dying and going to hell. And we could talk about that in another podcast, why that is. But the fact is, not everybody is saved. Not everybody is a believer. Not everybody is going to go to heaven. And so, but this is his will, that, that none should perish. This is what he wants. This is his desire. So those are, that's another thing. Uh, what about number four, that we would be delivered from this present evil world? Galatians 1, 4. It says, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Right. So the, the, according to the will of God and our Father was that Jesus would come and, and set us free to, to, right. to take us out of this world, that we are no longer... Uh, in our flesh, we're no longer in Adam, but we're going to be in Christ. So that is a, a big, big part of this. This is the will of God to get saved and and to live godly in this world. So number five, First Peter two five, and doing good, we may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Go ahead, babe. It's First Peter two fifteen. Ah, two fifteen. I can't read. For so is the will of God that with well doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So this is the will of God. Right. Uh, so should we go around uh, putting ignorant men silently? You know, put put them away. I, no, but we can stand for truth and silence those that are ignorant and who are foolish. Uh, so apologetics is a part of the will of God. People who defend the faith, people who stand for truth, this is part of the will of God because there are a bunch of ignorance out there. I know some people might say, that's your channel, dude. Uh, but no, <laughs> there, there is uh, a bunch of ignorance out there, and we need to stand against that. This is part of the—so those are just five things. There, is many, there are many more. I was going to say, when I, when I looked up the will of God, the term will of God, just that was— 23 times in the Bible, but then there's a bunch that are God's will, His will, Thy will, and just a bunch more. But I mean, for people that are wanting to know what the will of God is, you just do a quick search on whatever Bible app you use or whatever, and you can find all these things, which, you know, are sanctification and giving thanks and everything. And some of these things you see, this is God's will for your life, and it's not necessarily you know, mystical and whatever. It's just quite straightforward. Right. Just knowing the scriptures, studying them. Uh, Now, if you are immature, you might run into some issues. You're a new Christian. You you don't know the scriptures so well. This is why it's important to be a part of a fellowship, be part of believers that that are different age groups, kind of like we talked about in the last four episodes with the Seasons of Life, you have the older ones who do know what they're talking about and can give counsel and give advice. Um, But here's also some other things from Scripture. Uh, You see that one, Larry? You want to go ahead and tackle number one? Oh, yeah. God hears us if we are worshipers and do His will. That's in John 9, 31. Now we know that God heareth not sinners... But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Wow. So this is a good one there. You, you might want to worship God. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and if uh, we do his will, he doesn't hear sinners. Now, that doesn't mean he actually can't hear, like he knows all things and he hears all things. He knows that you're actually sinning. 
um, if you're a sinner, but he doesn't hear them like he's not going to answer them. Here, he is going to hear you. He's going to reach out to you. He wants to be a part of your life, and he wants to answer your questions and, and answer and hears you. He, want, he hears your heart. Yeah. Uh, number two, his will is a mystery. Uh, Ephesians 1.9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Now, here's one that he has made known the mystery of his will. Now, the mystery of his will is you know, sending Christ and, 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 and redeeming us from the law and all that stuff, but it's, it's still very important that he has, re- right. he has showed us his will. This is not something secret. You know, we're not a part of a secret group here. We're not part of a cult that is like, hey, we got special knowledge. It's straightforward from the scriptures. Like, do your own search and you will find, uh, you know, the, the will of God right here. Uh, Larry, did you have your hand up over there? I did. Okay. Because <laughs> you mentioned, it says here that having made known unto us the mystery of his will. So his will is no longer a mystery because right. he's made it known. Absolutely. We just have to take the time. Yep. To figure it out. Yeah, and it takes a little studying, right? Yep, that's it. All right, and number three. Nothing uh, mystical. Right, 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 right. The three-second delay is awesome. Yep. Um, (laughs) Number three, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, this is, here we go. If we ask according to his will, he'll give it to us, right? So 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now, it doesn't mean he'll give it to us, but he definitely hears us, and he does want us to uh, pray according to his will. Uh, Once again, it's like we have that confidence that I don't have to pray whether I should or shouldn't necessarily do certain things, but like I can still pray, okay, God, when I go out witnessing, is it his will that I should go out witnessing? I don't have to pray that, you know, but going out, it's like, okay, God, can I pray that... Uh, you soften people's hearts. Can I can I pray for divine appointments that don't don't let me be distracted by these other people that Satan's going to have to distract me. Let me stay focused on task and so I can reach that person that needs to hear this that is out there and and uh, needs to hear the truth. You yeah. know, so you can pray more directly at those things. You don't have to pray like, should I go to church? Well, you should probably be in fellowship with other believers. Should I, you know, praise God? Well, yes, you should. What, what are we talking about? You know, but um, should I get married? Ah, there, there's a good. Now, this is that's an interesting one actually. Now that we brought it up, yeah. um, because for yeah. the most part, it is the will of God that you get married. However, yeah. there are those that right. are eunuchs for the kingdom of God's sake, or they've been made eunuchs by man. Uh, in that case, you didn't really have a choice in the matter. Um, but some aren't right. going to get married, and those might need a special call. Right. You know, a special call yeah. to, to to stay celibate. Right. Well, and getting married is one thing, but who you'll marry is, who a, that, is... That's the big one. Yeah, that's a... Well, here's a little hint. You know that they should be Christian. Uh, if you're looking for a woman... Check out Titus chapter 2, look at some of these the godly virtues of women in Scripture, and look for those things. Don't look for worldly things like, is she cool? Is she pretty? Well, pretty helps. Um, is she, you know, all these different things. Is she affluent? You know, does she, is she going to be a doctor so I can just live off of her? Those are bad reasons, by the way. Larry has a question. Well, it goes to this about marriage and who to marry and stuff, but you talked on this earlier about... The different wills of God, what do you say about that? The permissive will or the sovereign will? 
what do you do with those two things? I wasn't really trying to get into that, but it's it's fine. We can talk about it. Uh, <clears throat> oh, the, well. the the Calvinist and some Sorry. other groups they they make up different terms that aren't in Scripture, by the way. They they try to say they are, but there you won't find sovereign will of God and permissive will of God. Now the perfect will of God is in Scripture. Um, so they make up terms like, well, his sovereign will is this. So they're basically making excuses for things that aren't being done, kind of like the verse that you mentioned earlier about it's his will that none should perish. Well, if you're a Calvinist, uh, you already have your—God has made up his mind already who those are going to be saved, and so obviously those that aren't saved, he gives them the ability to do their own will, even though they don't have a will, their will is dead— but they can they have a permissive will. So you have within the greater will, you can choose to do your own will. That's all just made up stuff that, that theologians have talked throughout centuries. It's not Bible. It's not in our scriptures. You won't find those concepts. Mm-hmm. They'll argue about those concepts. And some of them have some merit. I'm not dismissing them completely, but some of them do have some some merit of, you know, our, our decisions, uh, you know, at what point is it God's will? Is it my will? You know, my will is to line up with God's will. And so I'm, I'm here to pr- promote, let's, let's talk about, you know, getting to, to know God, knowing God, praying, uh, read the scriptures, spend time with Him. You know God's heart. When you know God's heart, you will tend to do His will. It's kind of like, and this is a bad example but it's it's kind of like in marriage in a, in a in a good marriage the the husband is the leader and he's the head of the family and you have the wife who is supposed to submit to uh, the husband now i know that's a bad word these days but it, that's what the bible teaches and so you have a wife who over many years knows what direction the the husband wants to go she doesn't necessarily have to ask what he wants like Sarah already knows the things that I like, the things that I want done in the house. And she doesn't have to say, do you, what do you, what do you, what would you like? Kind of like tonight for supper. She knew exactly that I do not like those things, but it didn't stop her. And that's fine. I was afraid you would go there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Other kids, they like it and it's fine. But you already knew that I didn't like that. Broccoli salad again? (laughs) No, no. No, something else. Yeah, something else. But it wasn't green. But uh, kale? No, it wasn't green. It wasn't green. There were no vegetables. Well, potatoes. Oh, okay. Um, Wow. But yeah, just it it is fine. I ate it, and I know. But that has nothing to do with anything. But you know, my heart's desire on some things, and so you don't have to ask. The more we know Christ, the more that we know God, the the more it's going to be easy to differentiate that my will versus his will. So this permissive will, the, the God's perfect will, his, his um, sovereign, sovereign will. will, all those things that these, these people, these theologians been arguing over centuries, it's overplayed. And this is where it confuses things. How about we just start out with the simple things and just start doing what the scripture says? And if we right. start doing what the scripture says, then we can we, we know that we're going to be in God's will. So yeah, yeah. The, 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 the two wills. What, what would you say about that, Larry? Well, I agree with you. You won't find sovereign will in the Bible right. or permissive or in neither permissive. one of them. It's right. just theological nonsense. It's to help through that, their point. 
leads to confusion. Right. So all it does is give confusion and make them sound smarter than what they really are. Right. <laughs> that was Larry, not me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's frustrating because we are looking, we, we kind of get this idea in churches that we need to look for the dynamic. Right. What really what God wants is the simple faith. Right. He wants us to live by faith. And it's not that complicated. Yeah, we need to check our heart. Like, right. how, how, why do we always want to be the Paul? Why do we want to be the Moses? Because we want to be seen. We want to be the man. And all he's really asking is someone right. to take care of the widows and the orphans. He just wants someone to love their neighbor as they love themselves. He wants someone just to love God. He just wants someone to go and tell someone about his love. Yeah, that's all he wants. He doesn't want these super special, special Christians. Right. Look at Paul. I mean, would you want to live his life? I mean, he was Not beaten, him. shipwrecked, and then beheaded, <laughs> and, then and beheaded. all the other heartaches that he endured. Right. Yeah. And what about Moses? I mean, look at Moses and his life. He got bogged down with all the people, and they complained about him all the time. Yep. And he didn't even make it to the promised land. Right. Exactly. I would want to have just a simple, quiet life. Right. Because then there's not as much responsibility. Or maybe I'm lazy. But. There you go. There's Larry's philosophy of life. <laughs> so, I don't want responsibility. No, but... Yeah. You look at these, the the ones that we consider dynamic people in the Bible and, and the stuff that they endured. I don't think I'd want that. That's a tough life. Paul had a tough life and right. he endured a lot. Right. Well, no, and it, and it was like one of those th things that we talked about earlier was he didn't like, he thought he was doing the will of God for one, you right. know, until God stopped him. Moses didn't like go and seek God's will. He was just, he was fleeing and God had to get a hold of him. Right. Uh, so look, God will get a hold of you. He, want, he wants you to do what he wants you to do. <laughs> so he, the spirit of God has a way of getting us to where he wants us. Sometimes it takes us 40 years, like Moses, out in the middle of the desert somewhere, and he has to slowly get us back. And sometimes it's that on the road to uh, Damascus, and uh, he knocks him off his horse and gets his attention. Uh, so either way, God is going to get us there. He, it's his. We just covered it in Philippians, right? He's going to be talking about that in Philippians, right, where it's his to will and to work. Uh, those things. Uh, I forget the verse off the top of my head. Uh, that's why we should write these things down. So anyway, um, in closing, I sound like a preacher now. In yeah. closing, we have Ecclesiastes 9.10. I like how you say Ecclesiastes. I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> Ecclesiastes. Um, it says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Do it with your might. Do it with everything you have. 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And I'll add one on here. I don't know the reference off the top of my head, and I don't even know if I'm quoting it right. But whatever is not of faith is of, is of sin, is sin. And, and so we have to do these things in faith. We do whatever we're doing, do it unto the Lord. Yeah. And so it's just that simple. If you want to find God's will, study the scriptures, get to know Christ, worship Him, love God. And guess what? The things will open up and it's just, hey, I just need to do this. I need to obey Him here. I need to obey Him here. You don't have to ask all those complicated questions like, does God want me to marry an unbeliever? 
No. Let me let me help you out with that one. Yeah. You know, does God want me to have children? Probably. You know, read the scriptures what God says about children. Now, how many? That depends on your family and your wife's health and different things like that. Um, but once again, you have to use wisdom there too. And it's like, well, what does God say about all this? So go to the scriptures. The scriptures have a good deal to say about this. I know we, we tend to super spiritualize it and say like, I need to go seek God's will. Well, by saying that, what you mean is you need to go seek the scriptures and go read the scriptures and what God says. And I'm not trying to say, don't spend time with the Lord and find out what his will is, but the scriptures will help a tremendous amount uh, of heartache. And I I just feel like a lot of people, what they do is spend hours and years wasting away trying to figure out what God wants them to do when it's been right there in front of them this whole time. Exactly. Yeah, well, I do think that the one thing that you touched on earlier about um, being willing to do the the little things. And it's like so much, so many times we want to do, I want to do something great for God. It's like growing up, I want to be a missionary and I want to be a ministry and I want to do all these things. And really what God wants is for me to be faithful where I am, to love my husband, to raise my children, to reach out to my neighbor, to do the little things that that don't look that great on paper and don't sound, you know, well, great. In the process, you might, find out that you are called to China and you have a heart for the inner city, or you might have a heart for homeless people, or you might have a heart for street preaching, or you might have a heart for elderly people. Whatever it is, not all of us are going to do the same things. So in your process of relationship with God, God's going to show you those things and you just have to be obedient to it. And uh, so anyway, Larry, you have any closing thoughts on that one? I did, because this reminds me of the story with Elijah. I okay. think it's Elijah or Elisha. The, he went to the widow. You know, they, right? she was going to make some cakes, and that was all they had. She says, I'm going to make this for my son, and then we're going to die because that's it. <laughs> right. And Elijah said, make me a cake, and she did. And then God kept supplying. And the only thing, she was obedient in a little thing, and she actually ended up having a room for the prophet. And so she, it wasn't like she was this— great woman of faith, right. but she just did something simple that ministered to God's person, right. by his man, right? Yeah. and allowed him to minister. And I think oftentimes that's what God is looking for, is someone who's just going to be obedient in the little things and live with a simple faith, and God will do the rest. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's Well said. I think we need more of that r- rather than looking for the dynamic. Right. The dynamic will come. If you're faithful in the little things, you'll be right. faithful in, the, in, in much. So that, that'll be that'll happen. Uh, so don't worry about all that. You, you find yourself wanting to just love God, love people. Love God and love people. Yeah, I, I, Joshua, who's that? I don't even know who that is. Is that like Dan Bremness or something like that? Danny, Danny Goki. Oh, even worse. Um, anyway, okay. Sorry, Danny. If you're out there watching, I know Danny watches. So. Anyway, uh, you know, uh, so anyway, if you want to participate in the show and, and uh, email us, comment. I know we talked about this earlier in the show, how we kind of messed up our website. Uh, but hopefully it'll be fixed by the time this comes out. It's talk at Fellowship of Believers. Just drop us a note. Let us know what you think about God's will. Uh, if you, you you have a question about it or if you have your own comment or maybe we missed something and you're like, you're missing it 
And uh, but please, if you're a Calvinist, save it. Um, we get it. I, I we can study <laughs> all that. I was predestined to believe this anyway. So anyway, uh, so anyway, we appreciate everyone watching. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe and like and do all that stuff that people do and say to do. Uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, please encourage, tell your friends. Uh, this is uh, exciting to do, and we want this to grow. So we had fun with this. Larry, thank you for being on. And Sarah, like always, thank you for being thank on. You. And we'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast.